This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money show. It's Thursday, November 10th, and we are here answering financial questions. And by we, I mean Mark Talercio, who is the executive producer, and he is the co-host of this show. Hello, Mark. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling well. We have, uh, we're almost done with this week. Then we have next week, and then it's Thanksgiving week. I can't even believe it. You got, you've got your confit legs well, the order has been placed. I will pick that up the day before Thanksgiving. And are you going to do the parade this year or not? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we did it last year. Maybe we'll do it in another couple of years. Uh-huh. All right. Just checking. Just checking. I, I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do because we're going to have my mom because my mom's partner passed away. And so we didn't want her to be alone. And my sister's going to her in-laws. And now we're really we're talking about like where should we go for uh, a restaurant? So, of course, my mother, she's like, I don't care. <laughs> like, well, it is Thanksgiving. We should do something nice. I don't care. I don't care. So uh, I don't know. We'll have to think about it. Well, you know, a lot, a lot of people do Chinese meals on Thanksgiving. Just saying. I mean, I'm sort of into that. I could totally do that. But you know what my mother says, though? You know what my mother's theory on life is? If it's south of Saks Fifth Avenue, then it's downtown. So she does not like going south of South Saks Fifth Avenue. You have the uh, Han Dynasty up near you. I know. I love that place. It's so funny. Like I have friends and they're like, oh no, Red Farm, Red Farm, Red Farm. And I'm like, I like Han Dynasty. I think it's good. Oh, I agree. I'm a big fan of Han Dynasty. All right. This is the program that attempts to take the mystery out of your financial life. Tell us about what your Thanksgiving plans are looking like. Today, we've got Kristen, who's on the line from the great Midwest of the United States. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Good. Hi, Jill. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? We are well. What's going on? What can we do for you? Well, I basically taking a look at my money plan. So um, I've kind of had the same plan since I uh, started working full time after college and just kind of set it and forget it. But I'm starting to think that maybe I have a little more risk than I need to. Um, I tend to if I get any any money in savings, I always want to invest it immediately. Um, so I just want to make sure that I'm not and maybe investing too riskily and, and basically understand if, if I'm making good decisions with my money. I'm just going to let 
Kristen tell a little bit of her story because as I read her email, it's just insane in how fantastic she is. So I'm just going to let I'm going to go through my normal thing without getting too excited. I want to give away the farm right now. Kristen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Do you have a partner? Are you single? I'm single. I'm 29. Been working since I graduated college. Um, just been saving uh, since then and. Basically, I, I don't own a home, so that keeps things kind of simple. I've been mm-hmm. renting that whole time, but uh, just been doing the normal post-grad type thing. <laughs> okay. How much do you earn? Um, I earn 135000 How much of that do you put into a retirement account? I try to max out every year um, my retirement account, so my 401k and then uh, my Roth IRA. Is your 401k a pre-tax or is it a Roth um, before I had pre-tax, but now I have availability to Roth or Roth 401k. So I've been contributing to that. Okay. And so 100% of your contribution is now going into the Roth 401k? Correct. Yes. So you're putting 20500 into your Roth, and then you're also putting in the six grand into a Roth IRA? Correct. Yeah. You don't spend a lot of money. What's your rent? Really cheap. It's about $800 a month. Wait a second. $800 a month. No no wonder you don't buy. That's a, are you like staying with a family member? Is that, is that really what the rent is in your town? It's just, yeah, it's just that great Midwest rent. <laughs> wow. <laughs> God. All right. So far that you've now put money away for these eight years. Uh, how are you doing? How much have you accumulated? Hang on to your hat gang, 29 years old, 135 grand a year. How much do you have in retirement savings? In retirement, uh, I've got um, 171000 in a Roth IRA, um, two hundred nine in a traditional IRA that was from rollovers from previous job from 401ks. My current 401k, I just switched jobs, is 4000 And then I have about 217 in brokerage accounts. That's not retirement, though. <laughs> That's okay. Can I just have a second here? Mark, do you have a bell? I mean, are you kidding me? On a nice salary, but not making a ton of money. Yeah, it's just that your expenses are really low. I guess that's the issue. And you're a good saver. How did you become such a good saver? Do you come from good savers? Yeah, my, I think my family are pretty good savers. I don't know. It's just, uh, I think when I graduated and I started making my own money, I just was like, I want to keep as much of this as possible. <laughs> I didn't want it to all fly out the window. So it, This must be a millennial thing. It's good. I mean, fantastic, actually. So, all right, right now... You're able to put away all this money into retirement. You're also putting money into a brokerage account. Is that what's happening? Um, right. Yeah. Once I max out the other accounts, I've just been throwing the money in the brokerage account. How much does that usually amount to on an annual basis, would you guess? Um, about fifteen to 20000 Good Lord. She's saving forty-five to fifty grand a year. On a $135,000 salary. I mean, I know your rent is really cheap, but do you uh, do you like where you live? Do you feel like, oh, I really want to buy something? Or do you not? Do you not care about it? It's something I've been going back and forth on. I, I like where I live in some ways. Um, there aren't a lot of options um, if you have pets in this area for renting. So, What kind of pets do you have? I have a dog. What kind of dog? Um, a Cavalier Spaniel. Oh, so cute, a Cavalier King Charles. Adorable. Isn't that the dog from Sex in the City? Exactly. I knew you were going to go right there. It's Charlotte. It's it's Elizabeth Taylor. Uh-huh. All right. So you're happy where you are. The dog is happy where you are. No home yet. I mean, you could obviously buy a home. Do you, Have you looked at all or not really? 
I have looked um, and was really close to buying a home a couple of times over the past couple of years. Um, but I, I think the part that's been holding me back is I just really like the renting lifestyle. I like not having to maintain things. So I don't know if that'll always stay the same. So I want to have the ability to buy a home in the future, but I don't, I don't know that that's uh, going to be in my short term future. Okay. How happy are you at work? You just said you have a new job. So is that going well? Yeah, I, I like it. I, I hope to say in, in like the tech field for, for a while, at least. Um, mm-hmm. Although so, I like the idea of maybe doing something a little different, maybe later in my career and having a second career too. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Fenty Beauty, and Expedia. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. You spend no money. You're saving a ton of money. What's the problem here? What's the question? I'm, ex- I'm, I'm sort of intrigued by what could possibly be kicking around in your brain as, a, as an issue for you to consider right now. Yeah, well, well here's the thing. So I, I out of all of those accounts, um, that, you know, all those investments, I have everything 100% in uh, stock. <laughs> um, I don't have any bonds. And so, you know, early on in my car- you know career, and I was just starting to save, it seemed like, oh, I'll just throw everything in there. So I don't have to rebalance every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's starting to think like, oh, now I'm, you know, I see it go down with, the, you know, obviously, what's going on with the stock market now. And I think my risk tolerance is pretty high. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I, I think, well, maybe that's going to shoot me in the foot, maybe I need to have a little more balance and more more cash potentially too because i don't have a lot in savings right now because like i mentioned why is that i mean you're like a huge saver no savings i have trouble watching it just sit there and not accumulate anything (laughs) how much money's in the emergency reserve Kristen? um right now i have eight thousand that i have tagged for emergency and then i have six thousand that's the starting of savings for my next car but i guess if you add it up it's fourteen thousand what do you think your expenses are a month Uh, my expenses are about three thousand a month I think she's light on emergency reserve. I hate to say that because you're in such great shape. I mean, you don't have to 
take money out of your brokerage account and put it into savings. But I wouldn't mind if on the next go round, when you're throwing some cash into the brokerage account, I wouldn't mind there being more like six months of your expenses socked away, especially because I know you're going to, you say you're going to need another car. You know what I mean? I wouldn't mind that being a little bit fuller in terms of just, you know, I think it would be prudent. I think it might make you actually feel a tiny bit better um, you're putting the money into the Roth. You're putting money into your 401k. That's all great. I'm not, and again, I'm not saying liquidate the stock position. Mark, what do you think about the allocation? A little risky, a little risky. I would definitely have some fixed income in there. And it might be worth it to do it in the retirement account, right? Well, that's certainly easy. No tax implication. Instead of maybe putting everything into the stock position in the brokerage account, maybe put in a bond fund there and you can just start throwing cash into the bond fund instead of having to sell off the stock and take the hit. Yeah, that's what I think. And you know, the neat thing about that, Kristen, is that bonds are down like the, 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 you know, aggregate bond indexes are down like 14% this year. So it's not like you should feel like, oh, I'm buying something at a high, like you're buying things on sale in both asset classes. So I wouldn't be, I, I agree. I, I would rather, I think that, look, I'm on the record saying that I am just an incredible wimp. I really am. So if you're not bothered by this, you can do this slowly and get your allocation to 90-10 or 80-20. And I think that would actually serve you well. It's almost like a good, like best practices. You know, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I think that that sounds like a good plan. <laughs> and do you have any, besides the car, and we know you're not doing a house, there's no other cash needs that are coming up in the next couple of years, right? No, no, nothing, nothing big purchase or anything. I don't know, girl, I think you are in great shape. I really do. Mark, is there anything else to add here? So what are you throwing into the brokerage account on a monthly basis? Like, I don't know, what, $1,500? Yeah, about about that, 1200 to 1500 maybe. So instead of putting it into the S&P, you know, I, I would just add a bond fund to your portfolio and start building it up. Where, they, where is the, um, uh, the retirement account, the uh, Roth IRA and the uh, brokerage account? Where are those held? Um, they're in Vanguard. Then just do like, you know, an intermediate term bond fund. It's easy peasy. And I would like you to beef up that emergency reserve just a little. And I, I you know, your retirement accounts, like Jill said, you know, 10% bonds, 20% bonds, brokerage account, maybe make it a little bit more conservative. If you think you might need some of that cash down the line, you know, maybe you change your mind, you want to buy a house and you need to tap into it. Maybe make it a little bit more conservative, maybe 30% bonds. Oh, okay. I, I had wondered that too, that, that whether that account should be a little bit different. And that kind of leads me to another question about, so if I were to want to buy a house and pull out from that account from a debt for a down payment, or maybe if I wanted to go back to school not in the near future, but, but, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the line. Mm -hmm. What, what would the approach be in terms of, I, I guess I don't understand what the tax implications would be ah. if I pulled that out. Cause I'm okay. kind of close to the, I know I'm close to the Roth contribution limit with my current income being single. So right. I just wondered if. Well, I mean, there's a couple things that you can do, you know, first of all, let's just pretend that you're now going to move beyond the Roth limit. You will not have a Roth contribution as a separate Roth IRA. Let's just pretend you will not have that available to you, right? Max out your Roth 401k and then put the money in the brokerage account. Big deal. I mean, it's not as good as the Roth IRA, but since you're going to be putting so much money into retirement anyway, I don't think that that's a bad idea. But I think Mark has a, the right thought process in that, 
you know, you may need to tap some of that money in the brokerage account for a home or for school, as you said. And as you come closer to thinking about, all right, I really want to get serious about buying a house. That's the point where you need to say, okay, what kind of house am I looking at? I'm going to make it up. $300,000 house. I need to put 20% down. I presume that by the time you're really looking at buying homes that hopefully mortgage rates have come down some. But, you know, it may be a case where you say, well, um, you know, I'll have to pay some capital gains tax on the money that I have made in this account. So you understand how capital gains works? I think so. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll just do a little refresher. It's very easy to do. So when you buy something, it goes up in value, hopefully. And when you are claiming long-term capital gains, meaning like you've held your Vanguard S&P 500 fund, let's say it's five years. When you're single, and this is based on today's tax code, if you earn up to about $460,000, you owe a 15% long-term capital gains rate. So big deal. You, You make sure that you put that money in cash because we don't want you to be looking for a home and having the money at risk. Or if you said, I'm going to go back to school, then you say, all right, well, here's a year of tuition. I'm going to get that out of the account. I'm going to make sure I have the tax payment set up, ready to go. And I have the money for the tuition. And that's it. That's all you have to do. And you think about 15% tax is pretty reasonable. So if you're earning right now for everyone listening, if you're single and you earn less than $200,000, you're in a 15% long-term capital gains bracket. If you earn more than 200,000, you're if you like 200 to 460, you're still 15%, but there's this weird extra charge that goes on top of it, which is called a Medicare surtax. So let's say pretend Kristen made $250,000 in the year that she's selling some of these assets. She essentially has a 15% long-term capital gains rate plus 3.8% because she makes over 200000 It's very confusing. But anyway, it's just an extra tax. But, you know, whatever, it's less than 20%. And that's a pretty damn good deal when you think about long-term capital gains rates. You know, Kristen, before you were born 29 years ago, we used to have capital gains rates, which were basically the same as income tax brackets. So in other words, it would be as if you said, well, you know, you're single, you know how like you're in a 24% top bracket, that 24% would be what you'd pay in capital gains when you sell, when you would sell stuff. So think about how, what a good deal that is. Now you're only going to, you're going to pay less than 20% and you can finance your education. You can finance your car. You can finance a home. You'll be, you're in great shape. Is there anything else we can do for you, Kristen? No, thanks so much. I appreciate it. If you have a financial question, go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button, click the contact us button, write out your email. And at the bottom of that, there's a little box. And that box says, would you like to join us on the air live? If you say yes, then Mark will do the rest. He'll get you on the air. It's so easy. While you're on the website, you can check out all of our other content. We've got another podcast. It's called Jill on Money. We've got a radio show. It's called Jill on Money. We've got a blog. We've got videos. You can pre-order the new book, which is called The Great Money Reset. All of that is at the jillonmoney.com website. So that would be so cool if you did anything like that. Just access the information. Mark Talercio is the co-host and the executive producer of this show. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Try to lift someone up today. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.
If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Survivor's back and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews, and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.